Welcome back to Sipping Sisters Pod. We are three sisters who sip while we talk shit about the sexy and sexist things on our TV screens. I'm Janelle, the middle sis, and I just skipped my turn. That's okay. (laughs) I'm Jackie, the big sis. And I'm Rachel, the baby sis. And we are back. It has been a while since we were sipping together, so we're really excited. I think we're going to call this our second season. And we are going to be talking about the highlights from our summer, our sipping summer. It was a pretty big one. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. But first, we're going to get started with our drinks and our hair. I'll go first. This is Big Sis, and I am sick. So I'm about to sip on some NyQuil, cherry flavored. I've got my water (laughs) chaser ready to go because I find that NyQuil worse than a shot of any alcohol. That you could possibly take. It's so gross. It's nasty. It's so nasty, but it works so well. So I'm mm-hmm. doing it. Note to any hypochondriacs out there: do not read the label because literally it says like for sore throat, throat for body aches, headache, fever, runny nose, and then it's like if you have a severe throat, severe sore throat, and a fever or a headache, consult your doctor. <laughs> I'm like, um, that's why I'm taking it. So, anyways, don't read the labels. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Oh, woohoo! Get that Nyquil. Oh, live action. So like gross. A... So gross. Actually, though, cherry might be better than grape flavored. Probably because I like grape flavored stuff usually, so I don't want to like spoil it. And my hair is in a messy bun, and like. I always see such cute influencers or whatever with like such cute messy buns and I like do my messy bun and then by the end of the day all my little baby hairs from like pregnancy are just like sticking out and I just look like I just rolled out of bed. It doesn't look like Instagram worthy. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean baby hairs from pregnancy? Like, not, or like from post-pregnancy, like my baby hairs that are growing in from all the hair loss. Like see them? These baby hairs? Mm-hmm. Your hair's really dark. I, I haven't heard of this. I haven't heard of this phenomenon of the baby hairs. It's all the hair that grows back after you lose it all, after you have the baby. And they're little baby hairs because they're short. They're new. I call them baby hairs. <laughs> this is Janelle, middle sis, and I am drinking truly a leftover hard seltzer from the uh, birthday party that we had for my son, who was turning six. And it's wild berry, and they're way, way too easy to drink. Pretty notorious for going pretty hard on the wild claw or white claw. White White claw. claw. There's a shortage, you know. Yeah, we drank them all. That's why this one's a truly. And my hair is blonde for the first time that we've been potting since. uh, Yeah, since I I dyed it very blonde for Comic Con to be Spider Gwen, and then kind of kept it that way because why not? And I think I'll be Spider Gwen for Halloween as well. So it's real, real blonde. I like kind of in a bob. Thank you. Yeah. Looks okay. And this is Rachel, the baby sis again. My hairs are just like pulled back. My hair is pretty dirty, but my hair is just like pulled back by a clip. And then I am drinking. I'm not drinking alcohol tonight because I need a little break from all of the drinking and eating. And I'm drinking a – this probably sounds so gross, but I'm drinking a sparkling water with apple cider vinegar. I'm not going to lie. That sounds really gross. It does sound gross. (laughs) I kind of like it, but most people don't. Julie's kind of gross, too. So. No way. Julie's are amazing. <laughs> Is it like flavored sparkling water? 
like lemon flavored. It's grapefruit, uh, LaCroix. Okay. And then there's a little lemon, a little honey, and some apple cider vinegar. Okay, well, that, okay. That, I mean, if it was just straight apple cider vinegar and seltzer water, like plain, then I would like, Ugh. but like with those additional ingredients, I feel like I would, I would be palatable. Yeah, it's not too bad. I, I don't mind it. And apple cider vinegar is very good for you. It sounds like a cleanse, you know, kind of thing to get all the, get all the crap out. So yeah. that's good. I, I, I wish you good poops. Thanks. It's also good for like re- yeah, muscle re- rehab. Oh, mm. that's cool. Okay, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Your poor muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can find us just to do this intro right at the top. So we're on Twitter at Three Sipping Sisters, and we are on Gmail. If you want to give us a give us an email and chat with us about your screens, we can be emailed at Sipping Sisters Pod at, g- at Gmail dot com. Wow, I really butchered that. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> and so we're just going to hop right into our summer shout outs. And so we had a huge summer. We really could have like five different episodes about everything that we true. did and saw on our screens and did related to our screens, um, related to TV specifically with different festivals. So um, we're just going to try to winnow it down to our top three. And Jackie's going to get us started with her top three summer shout outs. Okay. So I have a feeling that some of these events might come up, but I feel like we're going to focus on maybe different types or different things that happened at these events. So my first one is ATX, the Austin, Texas television festival, where I got to meet and hang out with my people. We were talking about how I feel like there was, we just, Janelle, you just did a Twitter hashtag about, you know, I love my TV um, community. I love other TV lovers. Yes, I love other, I love TV lovers. And I feel like ATX is like our mecca. Like everyone's there and everyone loves TV and you just get to, and you get to meet your people in person and everyone's there to talk about television and just, it was so much fun. Not only just because I had never been to Austin, so I got to experience Austin, but also because, yeah, like, I mean, I just saw so many people that I know from Twitter. We got to meet uh, Tamar from the shipping room face-to-face, and it was, it's just really cool. Besides just, like, casually, like, just being next to actors and creators and writers from like our favorite shows I mean we've both been we've all been to comic-con and they're very you know it's very you you'll see them like running past or something like this but like at ATX you like are at a bar and they're literally ordering a drink right next to you (laughs) and it's just very casual and and everyone is so chill about it so it's not this you know they're mobbed and it's just you know everyone is just very chill it was it was an amazing event so that's why it's my top number one number two was comic-con i'm going to highlight uh i slept slash was camped out in line for the first time with middle sis janelle 
and we camped out for uh we camped out for Veronica Mars. Uh, middle sis camped out for Veronica Mars and for the good place for us. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a like be really difficult experience, and I was gonna have a really hard time falling asleep, and I was not gonna be get a good sleep. I like slept. I was out. Probably helped that we had like a full day of comic conning, so I was tired. But it was a good experience. It was very, I have to say, it's very cool to be right up front. We were right up front for the whole, all the panels that day. So it was definitely a cool experience. I would, I would recommend if like, if there is something that you really want to see um, at Comic-Con and you have tickets, I, I would recommend sleeping, camping out. I mean, it's everyone, there's so many people there camping out. I never felt unsafe. Uh, they have bathrooms that you can use in the middle of the night. We were able to get, like, freshened up and ready before, you know, they let us into the room. Uh, we were in line for Ballroom 20. Uh, it, was a, it was a really good experience. Which kind of leads me to my third. And this is a spoiler warning because my third is Veronica Mars. <laughs> <laughs> big sad face big sad face uh i feel like i don't feel i mean i feel like i'm in the majority of how fans feel i mean i know there are some out there who you know think it was fantastic or you know it was great and they're so excited for a fifth season i don't know if also it happens like that you know that uh rob thomas and jason doring and eric uh i can never pronounce his last name but Keith Mars. What? Enrico. Enrico. That's it. Enrico uh, and Percy were at ATX and we got to see their panel. And then we were front front in line when they announced at Comic-Con that they were releasing it that day, which at at the same time was very frustrating because we're at Comic-Con. So it's not like we can go home and watch eight hours of um, show content. And they released it all at once. So it was also very hard not to be spoiled, which Rob Thomas was very worried about, and he sh- and rightly so. And, um, and I don't, but I don't, and I wasn't, like, completely spoiled. I just saw, just by, again, you don't have to know, I don't know if technically it's considered spoiled if you don't know exactly what happened, but I knew something big was happening and it was going to, and it was super controversial based on how people were responding on Twitter. People asking if love fans were all right, if everyone was okay and all this kind of stuff. So I knew something big was going to happen between Logan and Veronica. I knew it going in, you know, and it's just like at the same time, I just couldn't believe they went there. Like, I mean, I think it's also how they treated Jason Doring. Like he, you know, he like this interview where he's basically like, I didn't know that was going to happen. And it seems like it seems like he literally is like, well, this is my last day on set. And they didn't do anything for him. And he just like walked off freaking Lone Ranger, like no Oh like God, oh like so sad. it's so sad if you watch this and like literally i can't watch it it's so sad and he was it just seems like there wasn't community it wasn't like as a group they all decided like 
you know, like in respect to the characters and respect to the fans, which like the only reason that it's on Hulu is because of fans. It's because of the Kickstarter. That's why networks would be interested in giving that another revival. And it's really sad. It is. Outside of the storyline, like that disrespect for these actors and the characters that like really matter to us. And the reason and the, and the reason in the, fallout like he's rob thomas is giving interviews about you know why this like had to happen or why he chose this way and all this kind of stuff and it just didn't make sense and it was just like you read your audience completely wrong yeah i mean again like we've i think we've talked about or i've talked about i mean i feel like i've just talked about it ad nauseum but like, I would have been okay if they didn't get married. Of course. Like, that would have made sense. I would have, I mean, would I have been sad? Yeah, but I I would have understood that. I just don't get, and again, I mean, I feel like it's been enough time, and again, if you're listening to this, you should know, I, I mean, I gave a spoiler warning, but they didn't mm-hmm. have to kill him. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I just don't. They really and didn't. I don't, I feel like they, he did it for shock value, and it's like, or, you know, like, oh, they can't have, like, or, like, kind of, like, the thing, like, oh, no one can have their happy ending. And it's like, well, you didn't have to give them a happy ending. You could have not let them get married. Like, she said at the beginning she didn't want to get married. It would have made sense. I just, it's just, And yeah. it could have been really good to have him leave her at the altar, you know? Yeah. Like, that, they played with that idea, like... And that was actually bringing Wallace back in. Oh, like, look who's going to show up for her. Look at this family that Veronica mm-hmm. has, even if, you know, Logan. even if Logan has more issues in her, like, that mm-hmm. it's not their time and, and you know, this, that, or the, uh, whatever. Like, that would have been at least interesting. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, showcase something about their characters. Or, I mean, it's just so preposterous because the guy, like, they already established that Logan goes on these special ops and he can't talk about it. So if they don't want Jason Doring on the show because they think that somehow... Veronica Mars being in a relationship is something that she can't do both, which is a bunch of sexist bullshit. That's crap. That's stupid. But even so, okay, then just send him off to war. And then she's like going alone. That's fine. She could even leave the town and be like, I can't be here where everything reminds me of you when you're gone. And I have to go out and like, I don't know if I can be, I don't know if I can do this. Long distance is too hard. You could die at any time. All of it's there. Mm-hmm. And it just leaves it open. Like, he, there was no reason they had to go there other than just to try to, like, literally seppuku the shit out of the show. As if it was not honorable. And, <laughs> I mean, like, really, like, I'm sorry. I mean, I love, I mean, I love Veronica Mars. And I like the character of Veronica. She's flawed. But the reason I love Veronica Mars is because of all the relationships that are around her. I do not want to watch a show that is just Veronica Mars. Like, I watched and I loved Veronica Mars because of Wallace, because of Mac, because of Logan, because of Keith. It's, I mean, yes, it's called Veronica Mars, but that's, and I think if you talk to almost all the fans, again, there will be some who, like, are fine with it, but that's like, no, like I feel like most of them, most of the fans love the whole ensemble. And the thought of just watching Veronica Mars go from town to town with new characters popping up and no 
connection, especially because it's a show we fell in love with 50 to almost 20 years ago. Like mm-hmm. when you have a revival and a re you want those characters back. You don't want, you want to know what's happening with those characters from the past. You don't want new characters. At least I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's like, it just underserves how much Lily and Duncan, even though he's not in the series, like it, how much it's Lily, right? Like the whole thing is because of what happened to Lily and in her friendship and her, her kind of realizing what the world is and the, like Lily became her best friend, even though they're so different. So, like, I think you're absolutely right. Like, Veronica Mars is who she is because of other people, because of her dad, because of her mom, because of Wallace. Like, Wallace is huge. It underserves him so much. Yeah. Like, and that is, like, this platonic relationship that has been reduced to, like, a freaking, you know, I don't know, line of dust. And, Mm -hmm. like, we don't even see Mac because she wouldn't go on the show because of how underserved her character was. And then the one friendship that they give us on the new series, they are just like, oh, no, you spied on me. Bye. Yeah. Like, what? That was like the best thing about the whole thing was that new relationship. And then I was just like, bye. Like, what? Mm-hmm. It's a real F you to all of us. I mean, yes. I, I burnt like, marshmallows. It feels like you did it on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, and I like talked with, uh, briefly with Christine on Long Live the Heart Pod about Veronica Mars because I, I can now remember how I tied to it. I can tie Veronica Mars to pretty much anything. But. I was explaining, oh, I was explaining how I liked flawed characters, but I was also explaining how, like, my husband watched, I made him watch Veronica Mars when we started dating. I made him go to the premiere of the movie, because uh, I was super excited. Um, and he, he, and he liked the show, and so we watched it this, uh, we watched the new season, season four, and, like, through the middle of it, he, like, just looks, he's like, she is a bitch. Like, she mm. is not nice. Like, she is, like, a horrible person. And she is, but what makes her not horrible are the people around her. Like, that's why we watch it. And if you take away, which from what I understood is like the plan, if, if they get a season five, is for her to be like going town to town solving mysteries with very little of the supporting cast. And it's like, even if I liked the way it ended and I was okay with it. Like that show does not sound appealing to me. I want to see my people. So I'm still, yeah, still a burnt marshmallow over that for sure. (laughs) Real toasty marshmallow. And I like kind of want, like I really kind of wish that afterward, like there was a way to have a Veronica Marshall panel after this aired because I just wanted to see Rob Thomas and Rob Thomas answering these questions from fans being like WTF. He probably would have been like the Game of Thrones guys and just been like, oh, never mind. I'm sick. Yeah. You really thought that this was going to be okay again? No, but remember what they said at ATX? I feel like at ATX, they were like, well, we might get off social media after, you know, they were like, they said some things that made it seem like, you know. Which means he knew and he didn't give a fuck. Nope. He doesn't care. He doesn't. He didn't want it to be spoiled for everyone. And it's like, uh, dude, like that was going to get spoiled the first within the first eight hours. Actually, within the first hour, I guarantee you, or even the first two minutes, I guarantee you someone watched the last five minutes of the show to put it on like Twitter and be like, Logan dies. 
<laughs> That's awful. I could be wrong, but I wouldn't surprise me if like they released, like they announced that they were releasing it, what, let's say noon on Saturday. And I bet by 1210, there was a, there was a tweet, Logan dies, Veronica Mar on Veronica Mars, spoiler, like I get, I wouldn't be surprised. Anyways, those were my three, two great, one boo, but it was a big part mm-hmm. of my summer. I mean, it was, I definitely it was very sad. I'm going to actually skip out now because the night clothes kicking in and my battery on my computer is about to die. <laughs> and I forgot to look at it. Okay, bye. I'm signing off. You can find me on Twitter at Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-P-Y-T, and arrows and baby feet on Tumblr, which I don't really go on very much. And that's it. Okay, have a good have a good NyQuil rest. Thank you. I love you all. Bye. Love you. Right. I love you, Debbie, and her NyQuilness. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so I can start with mine. It will not be as lengthy as that, I don't think. Um, but my number one summer screen moment is the women winning the World Cup, of course. Mm-hmm. And just like the the amount of buzz it got and how some of the players are getting so much praise and um, acknowledgement and they are fighting for their equal pay and they're getting a lot of acknowledgement for that. So it's just been kind of a summer about women, which is pretty awesome. And then I think my second moment is at ATX with, um, because we saw the Vice News Tonight panel, which is if you've listened to our podcast before, you know is my, my favorite show on television um, or was my favorite tele- show on television because we found out like two days after ATX that HBO had canceled Vice News Tonight, which was horrible, horribly sad <laughs> news. It was. Oh, God. Um, and I have since then watched the last episode and it's it's really sad, especially since like now I've met a few of them and they were really cool and just like so warm and welcoming and appreciative of us being there. They were fun. I'm so sad that it's gone. I'm so sad as well. I know. I just, like, I feel like it's not real. Like, come back. No, but come back, though. Totally. Totally. And even if it's on, like, Viceland or whatever, it's just not going to be the same. And it makes me so sad. But it was good while it lasted. And got to find a new news content. Although nothing will be comparable, I'm sure. Completely. It's so sad. Did you see that Ariel Jaheim Ross is um, doing, like, a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually joined a, a Vox podcast. I think it's called Recode. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm, about tech and science, yeah. But not the same. I'd like more of Vice News tonight as well. Me too. Totally. So that was like happy and sad news all at the same time. And why do they just like do this to my heart and take away all my shows that I love? Because it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. And then my third one is hard. There was a lot of good content this summer. And, like, actually before school started, I didn't watch as much until I got injured when school started. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to just watch some TV since I can't go to the gym. But a highlight of my summer – I'm going to cheat. But, like, <laughs> TV is Stranger Things. I uh, oh, binged, yeah. binged watched the new season of Stranger Things and really, really enjoyed it. And then – Avengers Endgame, which was like one of the biggest blockbusters mm. of summer, and I was very excited for, and did not really disappoint. So there's a lot of good stuff this summer, a lot for us. Those and are everybody. great, though. Those are those are yeah, those are really good. That I kind of because there's so much content, I kind of forgot about them. Honestly, totally, totally. 
It's awesome. hard to remember what you watch when you go through a lot of it. It's so true. <laughs> and it was just such a packed summer. It was it was really very packed. I mean, like, I got around to watching Younger, like, you know, never, basically, like, at the very, very end. And mm. that's something that I tend to watch pretty religiously, so... Yeah, totally. And, you know, with all the, the coming election, you know, we can give a quick shout out just to being it together as a family, most of us, and being able to watch some debates and play some debate drinking games. And yeah, a lot happening. Yeah, lots on our screens. Lots of important stuff on our screens. Definitely. Yes. And um, I'll give my top my top three summer sipping shout outs as well. And they're not as <laughs> important, I guess. They're important to me, but they're not as kind yeah, of, as matters. Um, you know, uh, deep, I guess. But uh, the first one would be also from ATX and being able to go to the Roswell panel. And I would say just generally Karina McKenzie, who... Oh my God, her whole being. Her whole being. Just everything about her really... You know, I don't always agree with her or like, you know, not like in a fight way, but like, you know, we have different opinions on shows and stuff, which makes sense. But I just like that she's, I don't know, she's not nice to everybody all the time. And she, mm-hmm. I think more, much, much more importantly, she is making such an effort to be the most inclusive and like good showrunner that she can be. It's really apparent and she has her vision and she has her voice and she also leaves room for like legitimate criticism. So, you know, she got some criticism or the show got criticism for some of its portrayal of Latinx population and, you know, just kind of including Maria as a character and not sidelining her. And she just seems so on board to listening to that. Every single new writer who has been um, hired for season two of Roswell is um, a person of color or, you know, a member of a underrepresented underrepresented group. Um, there's going to be a trans character played by a trans person on season two. And just, Woo-hoo. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And, and she... Yeah, that's so exciting. Oh, she hired Justina Adorno, who is like my favorite from Grand Hotel. Ooh, that was a big one oh, over cool. the summer for me, actually. I forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm you wrote a ton about that. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a lot of, it's a very, yeah, it's a, that's a good person to be taking from that show. You know, hopefully Grand, Se- Grand Hotel gets a season two, but, um, you know, it's about elevating the talents of the people that you want to see represented, not bringing people down who, who are part of an overrepresented group in my, in my view. And so I think Karina's really doing that with this recognition that she is not, you know, Latinx and that she passes white and that she, you know, she's Muslim, but. Mm-hmm. And that she's like not going to always get it right, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool. So we got to see the Roswell panel and we also got to catch a lot of the grief and loss panel there were a few that were like about kind of related issues, but it was just really powerful. Her and Julie mm-hmm. Pleck were on the panel and it just, I don't know. There's just something so special about storytelling and it's, it, it really stood out to me to be able to hear different views on how, how storytelling on television intertwines with our own life experiences and our own emotionality and the way that we grieve and the way that we involve ourselves in these stories. And it was just mm-hmm. cool. And it, was, it yeah. was really fun. It was. Everything about ATX was fun. <laughs> Everything about ATX was fun, exactly. And San Diego Comic Con was also very fun. And mm-hmm. it, it has such a different vibe, but it was, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Ron Kamar's aside, honestly, 
because we didn't know. We didn't know when we were there. <laughs> we were still very excited sitting in that panel. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Still very excited to be in that panel. And Jason Doring waved at me. Our hearts had not yet been crushed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pre-crushed. Mm-hmm. They were just ripe, picked off the vine, ready to be crushed. <laughs> and now we're whining. <laughs> I love it. So our big thing or a big thing at Comic-Con was also that we as sisters dressed up in cosplay for The Good Place. And so was it you or Jackie that I think I might have, I can't remember which one of you had the idea, but it was was brilliant. It was Jackie for sure. That was not my idea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that good. (laughs) And so Jackie had the idea for us to dress up as the Janets. So in The Good Place, there's one actress who plays a few different versions of her character. And so there's good Janet, bad Janet, and neutral Janet that, you know, kind of appear across seasons. And um, all played by Darcy Carden, who is like my current major girl crush at the moment. Mm -hmm. And it, it just so happens that it worked out really well because Rachel's blonde and bad Janet is blonde. And, you know, good Janet and neutral Janet are both brunette and we're, well, I was blonde at the time, but like wore wig. And so it just kind of like, I don't know, just really worked out well as far as what we look like. And because we're all sisters, you know, we kind of look like. And it was just, it was just so cool and special and fun to be in a room with all of these people who love the same show and are so excited. And they all are in these amazing cosplay. Everybody's shouting each other and they were getting together for this like ginormous, huge group picture. There was a, a baby Michael, like a little kid who was dressed up as Michael and we got to take pictures with them. And like we got literally people chanting for us, Janet, Janet, Janet. We were famous for like five minutes. <laughs> we were famous for like five minutes. It was so cool. It was crazy. Yeah. And I didn't even know really what to do with myself. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and Rachel was like the biggest hit because you're just so good as bad Janet. And, <laughs> you know, stunning. And, and we got to ask a question at the panel for The Good Place. So we dressed up. Um, and we, when we went in, we didn't go to the front of the room. We actually went right by the microphone, which is like what I had learned to do from last year when I was able to ask a question at the Brooklyn Nine-Nine panel. Yay. So... We were all set and we went and asked a question in character. So I was neutral Jana and they used like kind of like a robot voice. Jackie just stood there smiling, which is great because she's so introverted. She was probably like semi-miserable. It was probably like the best, worst moment of her life. Seriously. (laughs) Poor thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then Rachel just like came in at the end with like a... With like a fart noise that was like the perfect fart noise. Like it really, it was good. I had practiced. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) (laughs) it just seemed like the cast and michael shirt like it just seemed like they really enjoyed it yeah (laughs) and darcy called us like one of her sisters and and then she like you know put it on her instagram story and and it was just really really what made us famous (laughs) oh definitely definitely and it was really cool to be a part of this really special energy panel i feel like every year there are a couple of panels that just, there's just a vibe. There's just the like feeling in the room where it's like, you know, maybe the show is ending or maybe it just got revived like with Brooklyn Nine-Nine or maybe, I don't know, Just it's just, a, it was a really special season. Like when Timeless came back, like that was so amazing. I, I don't know exactly kind of what it makes because it's also there are other shows where maybe that's the case, but it just doesn't have the feeling. Mm. And we've just been really fortunate to be in, you know, we're fortunate to be able to go to San Diego Comic-Con. And also, like, this 
this one, it was this year for this one. Like, it was the Good Place panel, like, they gave Michael Schur a standing ovation, and the actor who plays Chidi, like, has this dog Bow Wow song, and he, like, sang it. He, you know, it's just such a, like, good, emotional, satisfying panel. Yeah, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. And yeah. how much love they have for Darcy Carden and, and the fact that she didn't get that Emmy nomination, it just... It just felt so sincere and like a family. It did. It did. It was really sweet. And everybody left like just so happy and sad all at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and then I was like onto the Expanse panel, which was also amazing. Well, and we stuck together. It was just so great. And we met these yeah. amazing people and it was just, yeah, we had to give a special shout out to Vanessa, who is kind of our like line buddy. And she mm-hmm. worked with us and I like stayed in line with her and, and, and we all because of that connection and because of that group effort, we were able to make it possible to be in line when we were in line and to get these seats. And she was videoing the whole thing and all the different panels that she went to. And she has her YouTube channel that you should check out the, the videos of Comic-Con. Her um, Twitter is Fandom Nessa. So Fandom N-E-S-S-A. So you meet people like that, I think, mm-hmm. in fandom in general. And it's just cool at these places where you connect and you... Yeah, you get to expand. You start with TV, you start with this, this, you know, this content that you love, and then you, you know, you go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm doing pretty medium good. So then You're the other great. shout out, oh, thank you. <laughs> the, the, the third shout out that I just wanted to talk about was like the Spanish language series of the, of the summer series. That's just, that's the plural. So Casa de Papel, La Casa de Papel, and Elite. Casa de Papel is is the one that like it's so good and it's mm-hmm. so fun. It's this, it, in English it translates to money heist, so it's on Netflix as both of those. It's so fun. It's so shippy. It's like Ocean's Eight in Spain, and yes. but it has more. Yeah, and it has more. I don't know. It just has it has more ships for sure. So it'd be like that plus like a telenovela. And there's three seasons and it's just really cool. And then Elite has some of the same people and it's just so sexy. Elite's ridiculous because it's teenagers, but they're just like banging like they're in their 30s. (laughs) It's crazy. I heard it's really good. I've heard really good things about Elite. I watched Mm. uh, Casa de Papel. Did you like it? I liked the first season and then I got bored. Oh, and you got bored? Mm -hmm. Shows like that kind of bore me eventually because I'm like, all right, it's the same thing. Like, like, can you just like get out? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I get it. I get it. I get that. Yeah, I heard the third season's better than the second season. It's just different because the season two is kind of a continuation of what the plot of season one. Yeah. And then season three is like a whole new situation. But I, I think it's like if these relationships are, com- you're just not as much of a shipper. Yeah. So I think that if you are pretty shippy that it'll attract your attention maybe a little bit more. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I just think generally I love. Uh, like, I love Gran Hotel, which is the Spanish version, the first Spanish version, and then it was made into Grand Hotel, which is set in Miami in current day. But listening to Spain Spanish, I really enjoy. It sounds mm. so, it's so lispy and funny and... And different. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really different than what we're used to. Yeah. And there's some other one. Cable Girls is really good, and they're all just... That's not necessarily over the summer, but I just feel like it's a good summer, you know, that's a good summer type of content. Yeah. You know, you can kind of just, like, binge some, and, you know, summer is pretty much the only time where I personally have time to... Well, now I'm not working. (laughs) But where I have time to, like, sit and actually watch subtitles. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It takes so much concentration. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it doesn't work dubbed. Don't do... No. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, please. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as good. I tried. Exactly. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, my cat it just jumped on my back. <laughs> I heard her. Hello, McGrath. Yeah. You want to be on the pod? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's just one more thing that I saw on my screen that's kind of changed my life is this study about how cats communicate. And apparently they don't come pre-wired to communicate with humans like dogs do, but that they seek out how to learn to communicate with their people and so that we can have mm. relationship. And it's broken my heart because I just don't take any time to learn how to communicate with my cats because I didn't know that that was possible. And now I know what it is and that they're just trying to reach me. And I, it's just, it's, I, I haven't stopped thinking about it since I saw that article. That's hilarious. <laughs> and adorable all at the same time. <laughs> One thing that we didn't talk about, which I know we're all going to watch and talk about on a pod, which is why we did not – I don't even know if it counts as a summer show though, but is the show Unbelievable on Netflix. We we did not leave it out because we're all obsessed. We just are going to do a whole episode about it. But I guess that's more – like that just came out. So that's Mm -hmm. more of a fall show I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. It's a cusper, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Netflix, everything about Netflix is a little different. But Mm -hmm. So we will be talking about that and other fall standout shows pretty soon hopefully now that we're back for season two of Sipping Sisters. We're super excited to be back and our summer sips have, you know – Given us some fuel for, for this fall. Mm-hmm. So very, very mm-hmm. exciting. It was a really good summer mm-hmm. of screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So this is Middle Sis, Janelle, and you can find me on Twitter at Schools Outlaw. And this is Baby baby Sis, and you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Rach Laud with three Ds. And let us know what you loved watching over summer or what you were sipping through the summer, and uh, we'll, we'll chat with you again soon. Cheers. Cheers.